Podcast. I'm Allison Little, a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur who has built businesses and brands for the past decade. I'm passionate about helping high achievers launch to the next level. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Launch Podcast with Allison Little. Today's episode is called The Importance of Thinking Big with Sanjay Baskaran. Sanjay is a former fintech CEO. He is a former Amazon GM, and he's currently a technology investor. Sanjay enjoys education philanthropy and does amazing work at different universities throughout the nation. Hello, Sanjay, and thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Allison. Really excited to be here, and thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. You know, Sanjay, when we met, we were actually uh, had an experience in the beginning of June where we were on a TV series together and we just started talking and you shared some of your background and it was so fascinating. I knew you needed to be on the podcast because you're such a transformational leader and have had such an impact on the world. So can you share a little bit more about yourself? Sure, uh, Allison. Um so I'm a chemical engineer by trade. I got my MBA at Michigan State University. Uh, I've done a number of different things in my life and each one's so different from the others. Uh, I started in pharmaceuticals. Uh, I've worked uh, in management consulting with strategy and supply chain consulting for a few years. I worked in financial services and banking for almost 10 years. I've worked in payments for a few years, uh, four years. I've worked at Amazon as a general manager of the card business uh, for North America. I've also run two other uh, digital B2C businesses. One's called Tax Act and another one is, uh, is One Technologies. And over the last few years, I've been just a technology investor. And as you said, you know, focused on philanthropy as well. And so for me, you know, uh, as I sort of think of myself, I sort of see myself as just this person who's super passionate about building products for customers. And um, with all the digital B2C technologies that have come up, you know, it just enables everyday humans to take a problem, solve it, and build something that really genuinely solves something, uh, either in business or outside of business. And both sides, I'm super passionate about. But anyway, that's me in a nutshell. Oh my gosh. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining me. And um, our launch listeners probably know this by now, but I collect friends that are engineers. And so um, I, my brother's an engineer. I think I have 14 engineers in my family. I went to engineering college actually to begin with, and then I got my concentration in engineering. So I really appreciate how engineers think and how they think so big. So today we, that's our, that's our topic is the importance of thinking big. And when I was asking Sanjay, we could have gone in so many different directions, right? We could talk about business. We could talk about customer service. We could talk about all technology. And we're going to touch on all of those things. But the real umbrella around all of those items for Sanjay was really the importance of thinking big in his own life. And so Sanjay, why is this topic so incredibly important to you? A couple of things. Most of us, when we start off, the vast majority of us, when we start our lives, you know, we don't come from money or we don't come from a lot of means and 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 so everything that you can achieve is what you dream and what you imagine and you have to iterate on that dream too i I can't tell you that this is exactly what i dreamt when i was little to be here at this spot but you know that thinking big part is is very critical to motivating yourself it helps create a path because if you know uh, directionally there's a big 
prize out there, a vision out there, then you can create those paths. Then you can iterate on those paths to get there. And along the way, uh, you'll inspire a lot of people. That's, that's the beauty of uh, really thinking big and having big dreams and, and, and a big vision. Mm. All of those things are so amazing. And it's so true. As you set off on your own journey to think big, you inspire people on the, in the process. And, and so, you know, share a little bit of your background. Like, where did you come from? How did you come to get a chemical engineering degree? And now here you are as a tech investor. I mean, you've had a lot of different things in, in between all of those things, but um, I'd love to hear more. Yeah, let me start. Um, and, you know, I'll sort of keep it in shorter sort of stories, if you will. So I was growing up in India. I had a couple of options. I could go into the army like my father. Uh, I could be an engineer. Or I could become a doctor. And I cleared the, you know, the entrance examinations for each of these three. And for me at the time, I just felt inspired. I felt like in, in my heart, I felt like a builder. I felt like I had that strategic thinking capability. And I really wanted to make a big difference in this world. And so for me, that was sort of the starting point. And I said, listen, I'll become a chemical engineer. V- very early on, I knew I wanted to get an MBA. My, my goal in life was at the time was to use a technical degree and to use a business degree and bring them together to solve something uh, big and, and to continuously solve big things and really impact people, to benefit people. To me, that was important. Otherwise, you know, you, you sort of go into this irrelevance. But anyways, so that's what inspired me to get my chemical engineering degree. I graduated. Uh, I worked in India for a couple of years in a pharmaceutical company. That was my training ground. It's perhaps the place where I learned that if you had the right kind of ambition, if you had the right kind of focus, you could be anything you wanted and you could build anything you wanted. And so, you know, true to that, I finished two years of sort of working in India after my engineering and I, you know, decided to pursue my dream of getting an MBA in the U.S. It was expensive. I mean, if you ask anybody in the U.S., they'll tell you Michigan State is not one of the expensive universities. But when you're living in India, you say, oh, my God, that's a lot of money. But I was blessed. Uh, my father um, really put his house on collateral. We took a loan of $23,000, uh, which was a lot of money. And um, for us, it was a tremendous amount of money for us. And I really came to Michigan State, and I took the first installment of $12,000. The day you show up on campus, you pay your first tuition bill of $6,000. You go buy a computer. Back in the day, it was still $2,000. And uh, you buy books, and then you put a deposit on your apartment, and you're left with like two, dollars $3,000. And so for me, uh, my first semester, I was a TA on, um, or, or a tutor to the football, Michigan State's football team, a math tutor of Michigan State's football team on campus. And, um, and I was studying, getting my MBA. And so that sort of was the start of that journey where, you know, sitting in India, it didn't even seem possible that I could, you know, get so much money to go study. And I was able to do that. And it was a big accomplishment for me. You know, just that by itself was a big accomplishment for me in uh, 97. Mm. What an amazing story. And the fact that you were able to have your family really support that thinking big, right? To, to, to understand that they were behind you and could see your vision too is beautiful. And I love that you worked in the athletic department. I also worked in the athletic department. So um, yeah, around, around the athletes. And, and it's amazing how you said, you know, you just kind of knew that you were always a builder and that you wanted to 
use that technical degree and that business to benefit people. And that's really what you do, right? And that's what you've been able to do, which is a beautiful thing. How did you figure out that you wanted to to make such a big impact on the world? Was that just like always in you or did something happen in your life that kind of was like a turning point for you? Um, I would say it's something that I've always wanted. You know, it's something that just came to me more naturally. It was inside me. Uh, it was always inside me to want to make a big difference. And um, as I progressed in my career, the pieces started coming together and um, I started dreaming bigger and bigger and bigger. And I started solving bigger and bigger and bigger problems with bigger and bigger groups of people. But, you know, just uh, one thing to call out here would be when you think about it, even, you know, I know we're still talking about early part of my journey, any career, any big vision, Anything that I accomplish today has been built on the backs of, you know, some amazing human beings. And, and it's very important, in my humble opinion, as you, doesn't matter what level you are, but as you keep moving on, that deep sense of gratitude towards um, the people who've helped you and supported you and people like them. So for me, I've gone back to India and I funded a water project in one of the high schools um, that I went to. And, um, you know, it's in a small Indian town. You know, my dad was in the army, so we went sort of military bases and studied in small schools. So there's drought over there. And so, you know, kids don't have access to clean drinking water. So a few years back, I went and um, partnered with a bunch of friends of mine and uh, classmates, former classmates of mine. And we built a reverse osmosis uh, facility then. Um, we hired the right people to get it done. And 1,500 kids have access to clean drinking water. So, you know, there was sort of a small way of giving back uh, in just in that one instance there. Oh my gosh, what an amazing story and how impactful. And I, I think you're absolutely right on that um, along the journey, it's important to stop and and show, show gratitude. I mean, you took an action. You didn't just say, you know what? I'm really grateful. Thank you. Like you said, Hey, how could I make a big difference in the people that, you know, like I was, I was one of them, right. I was one of those children. I was one of those people and, and really saying, how can I bring my network together in order to serve those people in a really big way? Because I wish I would have had that when I was a kid, right. I wish I would have had somebody that was thinking about me. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And that's very caring. How amazing. So as you think about your journey, you worked for Amazon too. So tell us a little bit about that, that journey. So uh, leading up to Amazon, I'd worked in uh, a number of different areas. You know, I'd worked in banking and, and credit cards. I'd worked in payments and I'd worked in analytics. I'd worked in marketing. I'd worked in new product development and operations. So then a lot of these different things. And I was, I think, really, really lucky in that somebody called me and said, would you like to be a general manager? And my job at the time was running analytics uh, within North America for Visa. So that's a pretty interesting leap, right? It's a great uh, amount of trust and faith that somebody placed in me. Uh, I did have like 18 interviews going into Amazon. <laughs> 18 but, interviews. Uh, you know, but it was worth it, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, so my journey at Amazon was, Amazon had a credit card, which was, uh, you know, giving customers 3%, and it's all customers 3%. So going into Amazon, I worked with my team to sort of say, hey, listen, how can we make this uh, a richer reward for our customers? Is there something we can do for prime customers? And so over about 18 months, uh, you know, there was a vision to give every customer who's prime and has the card 5% on Amazon. And, um, you know, there was another vision that said, 
Listen, there's certain credit cards that give people a lot of benefits and some that, you know, don't give them as much benefits. So, you know, why don't we negotiate a product in which customers get, you know, all customers uh, of the card get a lot of benefits. Uh, I can't talk about the specifics of all of that because, you know, the deal yeah, specific. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, our, our whole goal was to build something big, something important, something uh, relevant. And today, I would say, you know, uh, tens of more than 10 million people carry the product and they spend a ton of money on it and they get 5% rewards on all their Amazon spend. No question, no ifs, ands, and buts. And, uh, you know, they get uh, rewards on it, which are very beneficial as well. Uh, more than anything else, you know, I think, uh, and this is where I would sort of say, you know, where thinking big is important, but then connecting it to an individual customer is equally important. Okay. And one of the things I can sort of proudly state is, you know, I had a maniacal focus and deep obsession of an individual customer. And so through that whole experience, I worked on what does an individual customer experience? What is that flow? Where's the friction? If I had to sort of, even if it's the, you know, the best experience on the planet, which it was, and it was really good, but still the focus is what are the top three things that we can solve in this process to make it even better? And you focus on those things. And when you knock those things off the list, you sort of say, what's the next three things? Or, and, and, and that sort of focus on individual customers and the, you know, the, the experience that they go through was something that enabled me to learn how to serve customers in a tremendous manner. And at Amazon, we would use cloud-based technologies, we would use machine learning, we would use a number of other sort of digital tools. And that sort of became part of my arsenal as I went into the world to run other companies. Um, but to me, that launch of that product was something that I, you know, only dreamed of earlier and to have something like that come out and the impact that it had and the growth that that product's had uh, and the reviews that it's had was important. And it was uh, something that uh, I feel very proud of uh, along mm. with a group of fine people that work with me. That's amazing. And I love that you said that you really focused it on the individual customer, because that's something that all of our listeners um, can really relate to, right? If, if you're in business or you are working in a company, you can, you can easily figure this stuff out by asking the question of what are the top three things that we need to do in order to help you more, or what problems are you facing and, and really looking into that and listening and then taking action in order to solve those issues, right? It seems like such a big thing, uh, especially because you're working with some like a company like Amazon. But really, if you if you get down to it, it doesn't matter if you're a solopreneur or if you're Amazon, we're doing the same thing. It's just at a different scale, right? Is really how do I serve my client or customer in the best way possible? How do I solve that problem for them, right? Yeah, maybe you know, I'll, I'll take a little bit more time. Maybe I'll spend a, another minute sort of talking to you a little bit about the approach that I've learned to use from there and, and here from some other places too. But to me, you know, when you think about any problem, a customer problem or something, it's almost like, you know, you have to work backwards from the customer. You have to obsess about an individual customer or segments of customers where you still take one of them and you sort of plot that journey and you work backwards, there may be 50 problems that you see out there, but you've got to really identify the two or three things that are material and meaningful. 
you know, the others you'll solve along the way. In fact, when you solve the two, three big ones, the other ones will sort of get solved automatically. Mm-hmm. And to me, you know, after that, it's like you're an artist. There's a blank canvas and you've got a palette. So what you do is you paint a solution. It's like painting a picture with that palette. And on that palette, if you look at all the different colors, it would include digital marketing. It would include uh, machine learning and AI-based personalization. It would uh, include blockchain, AR, VR. It would include chatbots and those kind of things. And then, you know, more traditional stuff too. So think of them as all these things on your palette. You may know one or two of them very well yourself. You may have people around you who know two or three other things. And you have to make friends and partners to get the others. So you're saying all, all like you're you're an artist, right? And many times what we think is as yeah. we're growing our own businesses, maybe you're the one person that has to do everything at first, right? And then yeah. what will happen is as you grow or you're in a company, you have to be yeah. willing to look for experts in, that have different expertise and surround yourself with brilliant people. That's what That's I right. see a lot of times is many leaders aren't, uh, they don't feel comfortable asking for help or looking for those experts to surround themselves with. And so as soon as you said that, I was like, that's a really key point is find yourself those people that are that have different strengths than yours and then tap yes. into them and ask questions because that's where something beautiful is created, right? That's absolutely right. And, you know, it's changed my life. Building something like that enabled me to then become president of a business, become CEO of another business and work on some real problems. And to me, you know, it really is about now giving back. You know, we talked a little bit about education, philanthropy. It's, you know, that, that sort of skill set has changed my life. So I was successful uh, financially with um, a few of the businesses that I was in. And so it meant something to me to give back. So Michigan State University, which is the school that I went to, uh, and, you know, it meant something to design something like that. So I worked with the dean of the business school, Dean Sanjay Gupta. He's, he and I share the same first name as well. But, uh, you know, I'm grateful to them to sort of enable, you know, me to bring my passion out and merge it with sort of philanthropy and make it something there. But anyway, so there's a three-credit class at Michigan State University's business school where students can actually go into a, you know, as part of the curriculum, they go into a company, they learn a problem, they work backwards from the problem, they actually interview customers, pinpoint the three or four things that are issues, and then they design a solution, uh, a digital B2C solution uh, over four to five days, no different than how uh, we did on the television show, you know, four days to say the world. And then they come back to campus and they spend the rest of the semester kind of learning in depth a little bit more about each of those. Mm-hmm. And I think it prepares them, in my humble opinion, I believe it prepares them to be entrepreneurs or to go into a bigger company and, and solve problems for people in a mm. deeply customer-centric uh, manner with today's skill set. Oh, yeah. I remember when we were chatting about this, we were we were on set and we are you and I just had met and we're talking about this work that you do with Michigan State. And I was like, I wish I would have had that when I was on campus. Um, I went to Michigan Tech. I wasn't at Michigan State, but just that experience, because I mean, if we think about our next generation of leaders, they are yes. in college right now or they're in high school right now. And the yeah. more that we can pour into them, the more that we can add value to their experience and help them understand processes and systems and in ways of yeah. thinking even about 
of solving big challenges, you know, we can, we can really help change the world. Right. And I, and so when you, you talked about that, that was such an amazing thing. So I, I thank you for sharing that with our listeners. Awesome. Okay. So the next question that I ask everybody that comes on the podcast, Sanjay, is what are the two to three things you've done in your life to launch to the next level? So I would say uh, three things. First one would be to get an education is very important. Getting an MBA for me was a, a launch. It was a launch from having a $200 a month job in India to, you know, an entry-level MBA role in the U.S. So to me, that education is very important. It's not just about the degree. It's about the skills that you learn and how you get prepared. So that's the first sort of launch thing for me. I think the second uh, key launch thing for me was to learn to lead people. So I started off as an individual contributor. Uh, I went on to become a leader of individual contributors. Then I became a manager of those managers. And then I became a group you know, leader or, or president or CEO. So to me, deeply focusing on what is it that you need to learn in each of these stages of leadership is very important. Because when you're an individual contributor, it's very different than when you're managing individual contributors. And when you're a manager of managers, that's very different than being a manager of individual contributors. And how does trust play a role in this? How do you influence and inspire people? How do you personally set an example? How do you deliver with a group? How do you take accountability with a group? How do you show vulnerability as a, as a group? How do you celebrate? So to me, you know, that ability, and I've, I've, I've hired a number of coaches along the way. I've spoken to a number of people. I've had the opportunity to work with some tremendous and amazing uh, leaders. I mean, one of them is David Neenan. He's been a boss of mine before. He's a TransUnion now. Amazing guy. Another guy called Vikram Mittal. He was my boss. I learned something from him. Rick Geyer. If you think of Mark Miola. So uh, David Williams. Uh, Raghav Lal. So, you know, these are guys who I have learned just insane amount of. And I, you know, I was a student of these guys. I mean, I just watched them in action. And from them, I learned. And to me, that was sort of the second launch thing. And the third thing for me uh, is, is, I believe, something I'm working on. So I want to make a big impact. I truly believe that we've made a ton of progress with technology, but we are way behind on social issues. I mean, as humans... We're bright on one side and we're stupid on the other side. And if you, you know, there's like so many examples, whether it's women's empowerment, whether it's racism, whether there's all of these topics, uh, whether it's, you know, mental health, physical injury, we handle one way, mental injury, we handle a different way. Uh, it's just, there's so many things there. And to me, launching myself, I would say, is really about acquiring the skills and acquiring the ability to solve these problems and I believe connecting with people like yourself, the podcast that you do to create awareness, the people that you network with, the kinds of the kind of show that we're going to be on for this, say the world. Uh, and I hope it's a success. I, I believe that it has all the right ingredients for it. So to me, that's sort of that next launch pad. And to me, that would be something if we can inspire others to sort of join together and solve these problems, that would be massive. Ah, 
You just said so many amazing things. And so I thank you so much for being vulnerable and being open because I think that's where our listeners really gain so much because, you know, as we're listening, we're always thinking about, you know, our own personal experience, right? And so how can I apply what Sanjay is telling me to my personal experience? And so what can I do next in order to launch to the next level in my life? And you just said, you you pointed out so many different things, right? Education, going to that next level. The other thing you talked about that I think was very important is understanding that we we all can be leaders and and where are you in that continuum of leadership and growing and asking the questions and and understanding that we can't do things by ourselves and so looking to others to help you and to guide you and and to help you get to that next level is so critically important that's why we have this launch podcast i i i knew i could do this by myself but i was like what if i started talking to brilliant people from all over the globe we recorded these conversations and so that everybody could learn that would be fantastic right how can we share knowledge how can we uplift others so that they can go to that next level of their lives too and you're right about the social issues as well as really understanding that I think, you know, I, I think in, in the TV series, especially, you know, I saw brilliant people coming together to solve so, social issues and, and we were able to do much more than I ever thought possible. And when you can bring brilliant people together to solve challenges, you don't even know where it could go, right? And how yes. it could help. And I think that's a beautiful thing. So yes, all of those just absolutely amazing. Um, Sanjay, just because I'm curious, what's your favorite book? The Everything Store by Brad Stone. It's the one book that I read when, before I went into Amazon. And when I read that book, I was like, wow, I am in love with how this company has come up. And uh, I, I can't wait to practice the principles that are in this book, uh, all the way from customer obsession to think big, to invent and simplify, building trust, uh, and just the ways in which you would go about product development and in a very different manner than um, a lot of other companies do. So it did uh, reshape a lot of my thinking and um, heavily influenced my favorite book. By far. Mm, I love it. Fantastic. I don't think anybody shared that book yet. So thank you for sharing it. Is there anything else you want to share with our listeners before we, we wrap this up? One final point I would make is dream big. And if, if you dream big, You will inspire yourself and others to join you on that journey. You may not know all the answers, but if you treat yourself as, I know 1% of what I can learn, and that's 1% of what there is to learn, with that approach and attitude, you'll have the humility, the, the humbleness, and the hunger to go figure out many, many things that will get you far ahead of where you even thought you could go. Oh, so good. Amazing. Sanjay, I just appreciated your conversation on the Launch Podcast so much. Thank you for sharing your awesomeness and your brilliance with our listeners. How do people get a hold of you? You can uh, write to me at sanjay1000 at hotmail.com. That's the best way. You can connect with me on LinkedIn, and uh, that's another way. I'm uh, very, very efficient with messaging on on that platform or with email as well. So those are two great ways in which you can reach me. And I'm quite responsive as well. Usually you'll get an answer from me within a day or two. So 
Yay. Awesome. Sanjay, you are amazing. And I thank you so much for just sharing your ideas about thinking big, right? And I think that this is uh, just so timely and it's going to help so many people. So thank you again. And to all of our listeners, thank you so much for showing up on the launch podcast. You are absolutely awesome. I believe in you. I'm so grateful to each and every one of you. Keep on sharing your awesomeness with the world because we all need you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Launch Podcast. I'm Allison Little, and I'm so excited that you spent your time with me. Look for future episodes and connect with me on social media or at my website at www.allisonlittle.com. 